You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Yo! Welcome in to the House of L podcast. I'm Lawrence. I felt it was necessary for me to do a little bit of an intro before I turn you over to the idiots for this podcast. So this isn't a House of L actual. This is a a launch of a new podcast that we have. Very excited about it, though, because there are three people that I truly adore. And we've been talking about this for a couple of months and whether or not we were going to add them to the House of L family. So here's how all of this went down. Just so you know. Oh, by the way, we're brought to you by Zenny. Zenny Zenny.com. If you'd like to go pick up a pair of glasses. I got three pair for 50 bucks last week. I got even my Sally Jesse Raphael's that are all red. Really, really, like, as far as partnerships go, I have really enjoyed partnering with Zenny. And it's always great when you partner with someone that you actually work with, like David Hochberg, for example. Just finished up some stuff on a house, and David Hochberg helped me. 56david.com if you would like to get some help yourself whether you're buying a home or refinancing. So, you know, our name sponsor is Zinni, and we had a great run with Zinni during this basketball season. And, of course, David Hochberg does a great job with helping out when it comes to buying a home. So now that I've told you about the sponsors, let me tell you about this podcast. <laughs> uh, Ronji had come to me and said he was thinking about doing something. And I said, well, what, what do you want to do, man? He's like, I want to do a podcast. And I said, oh, you want to do like a White Sox podcast? Because Ronji doing a White Sox podcast would be great. And he's like, no. All right, what kind of podcast you want to do? I just want to sit around and talk with Tony Gill, a.k.a. Tony Fish, and Melissa Rakitis, a.k.a. Roki. And I was like, I'm down for that. Now, this is because the nighttime crew, like, that's that's everyone. Like, here's everyone in the nighttime crew, as far as I'm concerned. Me, Joe O, Herbie, Tanny, Ronji, Roki, Tony. That's campy. That's the nighttime crew. So back when I used to do nights on the score, 
this was the team. Like these different iterations, like all of those people that I named that aren't Chris Ranji have all been EPs of my show. Roki was like the interim EP, and then she got a better job at US 99. They made her like for real, for real EP of the show. She she was in charge of Styles and Roman's show on US 99. And, you know, I is one of those things where you don't want to hold someone back from an opportunity. And so when she came to me, I was like, of course, like, what am I going to do? Say no to, to you getting a raise. And even though she had to wake up real early for that. So that's the nighttime crew. So whenever you hear me talk about the nighttime crew, that's who I'm referencing. Ranji was doing updates back then. And we had a really good time. Like the, the whole crew is just amazing. Like this, It's a group of people that actually interact with each other or interacted with each other outside of just working at the score as well. But I, I love all three of these people for different reasons. But when Raji said, okay, we're going to do this thing, and I'm like, all right, so what's it going to sound like? Basically, what you're getting ready to hear, you're getting ready to hear what conversations were like off the microphone in the score studios. Or when I was on the microphone, what was happening in the other studio? That's what you're getting ready to hear. The dynamic between the three of these people is amazing. I can't pay everyone enough money to honestly, like, because to tell you the truth, I'd love to put Joe, Campy, Herbie on this as well, and me on here. But I, I, can't, I can't even afford me at this point. So Ranji said he was going to get the other two idiots together, and they were going to, and when I say idiots, I say it with love. And they're going to try to help people be better friends. That was that's the concept. In all transparency, Ranji wanted to name this podcast "How to Be a Better Friend," and I said there are better choices. <laughs> how how about you make better choices on what the name is? I've offered up some suggestions. We have not come to a consensus on it. But I offered up to Layla, like, just half-assed, like, came up with a better name for this podcast than Ranji, who I guess wrote down 45 different names. And the best one that he thought was how to be a better friend. So you're going to hear them talk about their friendship with each other, which is bizarre. And you're going to hear them be, you're going to hear them judge each other. I'm telling you this before I've told Ranji this, and he'll hear it when he hears the episode. I actually think that they, one of the best parts about this pod is them talk, like basically having a leaderboard on who is a better friend because of the scenarios that they come up with. They should do it every week. 
And it should tell you, like, they should get points. Like, it should be first, second, and third. You, ch- you make the points different for first, second, and third, and we should have a leader every week. I don't know who'd win this first week, but it is, uh, it is a something. So I'm going to stop talking now. I'm going to let them talk to you. I want you to enjoy this. I'm looking forward to your feedback. House of L podcast at gmail.com. Again, it's House of L podcast at gmail.com. This is Ranji, Roki, and Tony. May God have mercy on all of our souls. Who are you texting? No one. He's literally no one. Wow. The COVID, the, her COVID boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm recording this, and it's oh. going to be part of the podcast. Okay. You can't say no, I'm doing it. He's nameless. You haven't named him. Yeah. Because we went on one date. He doesn't and, need a name. Yeah, and you called him something really... T- hey, real quick, before you... You can't say the nickname on this podcast that you gave him like 20 minutes ago. You called him something. Don't say mm. that. And try to... Do me a favor. Try to reel in your 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 freaking potty um, mouth. You have a way worse potty mouth Yeah, but I know how to... Me. Maybe... But I know how to reel it in. You don't. Like, you're just F-bomb this, F-bomb that. <laughs> you live in Boston now, and you think that that's how everybody talks in the whole world. That's how everyone talks. You think, the, you think, like, the FCC is cool with it. I mean, this isn't <laughs> FCC material, but still, we're I trying s- to... We, s- we swear at work all the time. Yeah, no okay. The, there's no dump button. Yeah, okay. Well, there's a dump button here. There isn't one here either. So you need to, <laughs> I know. You need to reel it in. All right, I'll reel it in. Uh, So... Two of my favorite people, uh, Melissa Rokaitis and Tony Fish. His name is Tony Gill, but we call him Fish. And most people call you Rocky, or no, they call you Roki. I like calling mm-hmm. you Rock or Rocky, whatever. Rock or I, Rocky. I, I know it's confusing, but that's that's what I'm doing. I'm Chris Ranji. And as we get started today on, on this show, um, w- this is a new show. We're doing a new podcast the three of us and our plan is to be at you once a week and we're going to we're going to talk to you and we're going to tell you how to be a better friend here was my thinking folks when i was having these early discussions with people tony fish being one of them lawrence holmes being another we were talking about what a podcast would look like or what it would be about and i threw you know i had i wrote down a bunch of different ideas i had all these different things but when Lawrence asked me, who would you like to work with? Do you want to do it solo? Do you want to do a solo podcast? Do you want to be with people? The first people that I thought of, no joke, the first people I thought of were the two of you, and I, I thought of Herb Lawrence also. I thought, mm-hmm. and my thinking was, there was a time about five, six years ago where the four of us we're constantly in the, 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 the 670, the score building at the same time. And there was almost a show that was going on away from the show. There was an off the air show that was happening. And I thought, how, how much fun would it be to have those three people? And Herb can't do it. Herb is, you know, he's busy with locked on socks. He's got a lot going on. And we'll he's, he's, he's going to be joining us, you know, uh, throughout the year, years because we're going to do this forever. Um, but I thought it would be fun to just to talk about friendship 
with the with the two of you because I find you both to be wonderful and I love you, but I think you're both also just weirdos and terrible. So and and, so, and you're two you're two of my favorite people in the whole wide world, and I thought there would be nothing better than to help because we have this interesting dynamic. I think we have a really fun dynamic, all of us together. And I think we understand friendships very well. I don't, see, I don't think a lot of people understand what it means to be a friend or a good <laughs> friend or even what a bad friend is. I don't think people know that. But I think the three of us have a good handle on it. What, good or bad, I think we get it. So I think how to be a better friend is such a great idea. I think we can help people in their lives be better friends to their friends or everybody's going to totally disagree with everything we have to say about friendship. <laughs> I think it's, it's going to be the latter. I, well, the then they're wrong. They're, they're all wrong because if they don't agree with us, they're wrong because we know what we're doing. We know how to be a better friend to you. Maybe Melissa doesn't know how to be a better friend all mm. the time. And maybe Tony is too good of a friend. I'm the perfect friend. See? Yes. See, see, that's mm-hmm. a, it's, it's already a bad start. I think we're going to be hearing some funny anecdotes of uh, Gil's life and how to be a friend and the kind of friend that he is. Yeah. Um, while also simultaneously arguing and telling telling each other that we're ridiculous. So I'm on board. I'm on board with this. Fish, do you think you're ridiculous at all? Why would I think that? <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> all right. That's all, that's all I mean, we need, pal. It's the confidence. Like, yeah, really? It's, all you need in life is a little bit of confidence and it can take you very far. And Tony has all of it. Yes. Tony's taken everybody's yep. confidence and he's like, he's absorbed it for himself. Narcissist a little bit. Uh, I don't know. That's a, that's a really interesting question to maybe dive in about at, at, in a future episode. The three of us are going to determine whether or not we're nar- we're narcissists. Like, I I don't want to to get into that too quickly as this podcast is just beginning. No, 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 no. We can't really reveal our true selves early on. And and this podcast... A little bit, a little bit. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Uh, My my vision for this, guys, is that we... um, It'll develop as time goes on. There are going to be some things that we try out. There are going to be some things that we introduce along the way. There are going to be some things that we scrap. Maybe Rocky's one of them. Maybe we just say, okay, that's enough. <laughs> Rude. That's enough, Melissa. Jeez. Melissa's out. She's out of the podcast. She's out of the no, podcast. <laughs> no, you can never kick me out. The only reason I would be out for an episode is if I fell asleep early or something. Which you is, guys. Which is a, <laughs> you are the oldest pre-30-year-old I've ever met in my whole life. It's Actually, oh you're not. You're not. I, I went to uh, one of my best friends from college, so I've known him a long time. Uh, one of my best friends from college. This Ooh. dude, you, you, I don't think you ever met him. Um, Joe Hine, do you know him? Mm. And Joe um, was 21, couldn't wait to be 56. He was just, <laughs> he was just one of those people. There was, a, there was a time, so we all graduated from college, and within a year and a half or so of graduating, I moved to Chicago with two of my other friends, Greg, who you know, Melissa, and this other guy, Matt. We all went to college together, and we lived in this apartment, this crappy apartment that was about five blocks from Wrigley. The woman who owned the building had the neighbors below us move out, and I think they moved out because we moved in, to be honest. 
So they moved out, and she called us and said, do you know anybody who might want to move in? And we were like, yes, we have three friends who are just graduating, and they would like to move in. So Joe and a couple of other guys, Chris and Jeremy, they moved in too. So there were six of us in this house. Like, we're all 25, 26 years old, 24. Like, everybody's living in this house, and it was awesome. And I'll never forget this one night. Joe, well, it was a Saturday night. We're all getting ready to go out. Everybody's showering, you know, like we're going to meet downstairs at their place and then go from there, get cabs and go. It's funny how you say, like, everybody showers. Like, <laughs> yeah. it was like a special occasion. <laughs> well, we got a shower to go out. What are you talking about? Did you not shower to go out? <laughs> That's That specific detail that you had to bring out. Like, well, yeah, getting, everybody showered. Like, get, getting, like, it wasn't a normal thing in the house already. Well, I mean, you know, getting ready, Tony. We're all getting ready. That's what that meant. You know, you should shower before you leave the house. So we're all getting ready. We go downstairs. Joe is ready to go, and he's been ready for probably 20 minutes. And he's he's sitting in the chair, shoes on, jacket on, like he's ready to go. And everybody else, like within five minutes, is like, all right, let's go. Let's, let's go get the cab. And as we're walking out the door, Joe's sitting in the chair, and he goes, ah, I don't think I'm going to go out tonight. <laughs> like, what do you mean? You got your coat on. Like, you're you're ready to go. And he's like, yeah. I think I'm just going to go to Clark Dog and call it a night. And it was like 8.30. And that's what he did. And and that he did that routinely. Like, he just, he was like, yeah, I'm just going to get Clark Dog and watch TV and go to bed. Like, what he's the hell? He's an introvert. That's okay. He's not, though. He just, he just, <laughs> he wanted to be 55 years old when we were in our early 20s. I get that, though. I get that, though. Like, I, I've never been interested in club life and in clubbing. It's just too loud. Like, it doesn't. It's going to the bar, Tony. It's not. It's not bars club. Are loud. Yeah, bars, bars are fun can though. Be very loud. They can they be. It depends like, I'm, on. I'm just not. I'm not going to raise myself to uh, another decibel. Like that's right. not what I enjoy. I get. There was a, a bar when I was in college called the Pub at ISU, and I think that still is there. Yeah, it's it? still there. That bar. Oh my God! It was. It. They had those. The ceilings weren't very high. You know, the ceilings were like eight feet high and they had those giant speakers and they would crank them all the way up to 10. Like, why? Why are you doing that in here? You had a sore throat every time you left that bar from shouting. So we're going to do this podcast and we were talking about it, all of us via text. Um, This is the way Tony described this setup, the three of us uh, doing a show together. And I don't know how I feel about it, but this is what Tony said. He's like, it's the perfect blend. A young lady, the hip urban dude, and the average white guy. So, uh, <laughs> Melissa. That is pretty, pretty accurate. Melissa is the young lady. Uh, I'm assuming, Tony, I'm the hip urban dude. <laughs> and you're the average white guy. Is that is that what you meant when you said the, these things? Exactly. Exactly down to a T, actually. <laughs> and then, and then, Tony, I love that I said, "Oh, can shit is bussin'." Yeah, you did say that. <laughs> and me knowing that the average white guy probably has no idea what we're talking about when I say that. I know what it means. Like, but behind behind the curtain for mm. for fans, like you think about like now that I'm I, I'm currently still in the industry, Roki's not, which is something that we're going to discuss. Uh, and Chris is in the business so you know like when people are looking for ratings and numbers they're looking for specific audiences that they can market to yeah and it's tip i found it's typically kind of 
racist. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, kind of sometimes. Yeah, so, you're right. Like, like for you know anybody in making big decisions on that level in media, they're always trying. How do we formulate a target audience that we want? And typically in sports, it's the 18 to 54 year old white male. So I was like, well, this kind of covers all their bases. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, I I'm that demographic. I appeal to my demographic. Yeah. I'm the average white. I mean, Tony called me average. an average white dude, which he's not wrong. He's not wrong. No. I, I, I mean, mean, you as the the individual. <laughs> but you, you, you check a box. We all check a box here. We're covering all of our bases here. So anyway, th- this is the this is the podcast. Average white guy, which is Tony. Uh, me, the hip urban dude, and uh, Melissa is the young lady. So I think because we have all the demographics covered, except for like boomers, we, we you know, sorry. You can still listen to the show if you're a boomer, but we just don't, we, we don't live in your demo. Um, we thought we had everybody covered here. And I, we, we did think it was a good idea to talk about friendship, as, as I mentioned earlier. And we're, we're going to try things throughout the year. There's a segment that I want to do. And it's it's going to be called a uh, good friend, bad friend. And we will bring you a story or stories of a thing that a friend did to another friend. And then the three of us will decide whether or not that person is a good or a bad friend. That's just so one of the gonna things need. We should get like a P.O. box or something so people can send in well, here, anonymous whoa. stories. P.O. box. Go old school. What are we doing? <laughs> yeah. Well, we've we've got we got a- <laughs> For the boomers. For the boomers. Oh, so they can send a letter. <laughs> I was just about well, to. I'm in the nursing home. Keep stealing my drink. Dude, I was about to get all serious and go, well, they can just tweet at us. And then you were like, oh, yeah, you're making fun of the baby boomers. You're making fun of the old people. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. You cannot listen to this podcast on your, your old phone with big buttons. You're not going to no. be able to. Flip phones. Well, remember how they used to sell the the phones for old people that had huge oversized buttons so they could see them, like the old car phones, almost the size bigger of those. than that. Yeah, they bigger this... buttons than that. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So um, you'll have to find some way to get to this show, or you would call it a program. You'll have to you'll have <laughs> to find a way. Program. You'll have to find a way to do it. Um, program. Uh, but I I think the the best starting point because we were having this conversation off the air or, you know, off the podcast. And I think it got brought up during the last podcast at some point that there was it, the three of us were talking. And at some point I realized, or Tony and I realized we don't know what Melissa does for a living. <laughs> like she's a good friend to us, but we don't know what she does. And um, this is, this is one of the things that I had written down that I think we should get to at some point this year. And Melissa said, you know, let's talk about that first. You know, that actually that was an idea you, you presented independently. And I thought that's funny because I was thinking the exact same thing at some point. I don't know what my friends do. Sometimes a lot of my friends, I don't know what their job, a lot of my close, close friends. I don't know what they do for a living. And it made me wonder, should you know what your friends and your closest friends do for work interesting because i don't know even is there a difference between like the male and female here because i know what my girlfriends do i know what all of their jobs Mm -hmm. are but ronji when i even think about your friends 
Greg is one of my closest friends. No idea what Greg does. Does that make me a bad friend? I don't know because I've been friends with the person Greg she's talking about. I have known since 1999. And I think he's a graphic designer. No, wait, is he, is really? Or a web designer. Or that's I don't what he. Know. I, I don't think so. Ask him to make a logo for this podcast. That's that's, a, that's who I'm going to ask to do it. Like you got to make the logo for the podcast. Uh, that's how you're going to find out what he does. Yeah, like Greg. Like, I think I'm accountant. What are you talking about? No, I yeah. think he, I'm pretty sure he's like a web... I'm a program analyst. What are you talking about? Yeah, is it? He is a web designer, right? He does something with the interwebs. Ooh, yeah. I just don't know exactly what. <laughs> See, I don't I know. Don't. And he was even. I went. I saw him recently, and he was like, "Yeah, I got this new job. I figured I'd do this." And I'm like, "Perfect opportunity for me to be like, what are you doing?" But I was like, "Cool, sounds good, man." Yeah. Oh, you didn't even you got a new job. Wait, so you were talking to him, and you didn't even ask him what his new job was? I didn't was? even ask. No. Okay. See, now that makes you a bad friend. No, it doesn't, because the conversation was flowing, and it. It almost felt like I've been friends with him for so long that at this point, if I had asked, it would be rude. Well, no, he said like, he's I got was a... like, I don't want him to think. But, you know, you're doing a job. You're moving into a different job. You're not changing careers all the time. So he's probably doing some sort of job in the same career. OK, I but... was under the assumption that he would be like, you didn't know what I did. Yeah, I, the way I, I would take it is if he's if somebody says to you, I started a new job that if you were to be like, oh, what's the job? that wouldn't be weird to them. Like they would, they would explain it to you because it's a new gig. But the fact that you didn't even inquire like that, see, it's one thing yeah, to you can ask now. It, see, like, is there a time limit then? Well, not, like, well, now she, no, now you can't ask. It's too late. You have to find out through other channels what he does. LinkedIn. Okay. You can go to LinkedIn. It, all right. Yeah. You got to find out. You can't do it. You can't just ask him now because it's one thing to not know what your friends do. And I kind of don't think it makes you a bad friend to not know, especially when so many jobs are complicated. You know, like I'm a I'm a senior to the to the assistant of the thing like the OK, I don't know what any of that does, but it's easy like for fish or for me we just say, yeah, we're you know, we we work in media. Like we, do, you know, I do a radio show and or Fish can say I work on podcasts, you know, like that's that's an easy thing for people to understand. But then when you start talking about the corporate world and like, OK, I I don't know, but I'm I'm in this this department of this. Like, I don't I mean, when you start to tell me what you do, it doesn't make sense. And then I'm probably not paying attention. But I think that you not even asking Greg what he does for a living kind of makes you worse than than me. We didn't ask Roki. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So what do you do for a living? <laughs> <laughs> I don't Wait, want... I almost kind of want to, like, hear your guys' guesses. Okay. All right. So. Um, okay. Go ahead, Ron, Fish. You know Fish, where you I... go first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, weren't you a nanny at one point? <laughs> I was. Okay. Mm. Okay. Does it um, make you a... Hold on. Does it make... So, wait. That was... That was um. That was about seven years ago when we worked in radio together. Oh my god! So, so <laughs> does, it, does it make you a bad friend if you know what they used to do? Yeah. I know what you used to do. I don't know what you do now. Um. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Like, Tony like you don't have no any... clue. Tony has no clue. I think Ron, do you at least know where? Okay. I work. Yeah. So I know. I know where. 
Well, yes, she lives in Boston. We know she lives in Boston. I do. Okay, so I know you work for Wayfair. Yes. And, and and I knew about that when you moved. I knew you were you were going out to Boston. What what's what's Wayfair? What is okay, that? it's it's kind of like I it, it feels oh. like an Amazon. People don't even know what Wayfair is. That's I knew about Wayfair when I was looking for furniture and it kept popping up like it Wayfair has furniture. Like they sell yeah. furniture online. Is that the only thing they do? Yep. Just okay. any basically e-commerce. So it's like Amazon for furniture. Yes, okay. 100%. That's exactly what Wayfair is. Okay, so I know you work for Wayfair. I think, I just assume you're in, uh, you're not in sales. Sales? Ooh. Wait, I don't think, sales is the easiest thing to say about anybody. Yeah. Like, what do you do? No, I'm in marketing. sales. Okay, marketing. I think, yeah, I think you're kind of like in, in web marketing somehow. Oh, okay. I can see where you're going with that because I was doing a lot of social media before. I see. I didn't even know you were doing. I don't. I don't know. I didn't know you were doing that. Okay. Wow. That's (laughs) awkward. Um, No, I don't do any of those things. I actually am a senior technical recruiter recruiting software engineers to come work in at Wayfair. Oh, I work in talent. I work in. I work in talent acquisition. (laughs) So you're HR. I am not HR. I'm talent acquisition. Big difference. Yeah. See, Melissa can go to HR and get in trouble. I have. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I would not I'm be kidding. remotely I'm surprising. kidding. I'm kidding. I'm, I still need to keep my job with Wayfair. So anything we say here has to be, you know, pretty PC. But Fish, does that, yeah. sur- does that surprise you? Yes. Why, why you does it the- surprise you about Melissa that she's, that she's in that? Well, I mean, now that I think about it a little bit more, it doesn't super duper surprise me. I think the, the the surprising part is going from a creative space to a nine to five space. Yeah, I think that is the most surprising thing. But the the specifics of the job in terms of talent acquisition is kind of like producing a show. Mm-hmm. Kinda. Yeah. And you produce plenty of shows. You produced a big show mm-hmm. uh, at U- uh, US ninety nine. Yeah. So I and guess then, it's kind of like similar. Yeah. Do you have any feeling at all that Tony and I didn't know what you did? I didn't think, you know, though, no, I'm not, I'm not mad that you guys didn't know what I did, but like Ranji, what, why haven't you asked me what I, what I do kind of low, like a little salty about it. See, and you did the same thing to our friend, Greg. You didn't ask him what he did. Yeah. It's been a number of years. Oh, since you left. <laughs> yeah. How about What's this? your excuse? All right. How about how about this? <laughs> what is? Uh, hold on. How, yeah, how about exactly. how? <laughs> you have not. I don't. Okay, but but how? <laughs> All right. I, I mean, like, okay. Tony and I are friends. Yeah. But I am. I, I, I one would say I am very close with you, Ranj. I visited you frequently in St. Louis. You've visited twice. And never got a. No, I think Melissa. I did. What's... Well. Let's be honest here. I I think I know that I have asked you what your job was. So is it worse to ask? Wait, is it worse worse to not ask, or is it worse to ask and then totally forget? Because I think that's what happened with me. I think I did ask you before what you do, and then I just I just I just lost. No, because honestly, I think about it, and it's really I understand it. it. 
it I understand it because I used to work in radio or like in media. And it, when I worked in media, I had no idea what anybody in the corporate world did. Mm-hmm. Like you could tell me you did marketing, but I would be like, okay, what do you market? Now working in the corporate world, it's like, yeah, you get like, you can talk to people about work and like stupid bullshit corporate stuff. But I get it. Like you don't like you guys don't want to talk about that stuff because it's not relevant. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Well, that, that's kind of how I feel, I guess, because I don't understand a lot of it. That kind of sounds harsh, but, but I don't mean it that way. No, I, I know exactly what you're saying. Tony, do you think that you should... First of all, do you know what most of your close friends do, like their exact jobs? Mm, no, I think about it. I don't think I do. <laughs> Which is weird coming from you, from somebody who insists that people keep in touch with them while they're on vacation. You know yeah, like, you know, generally they're working somewhere doing something, but you I know can't they have a really... job. Yes. Yeah. They've <laughs> got something going. And, but here's, I think, here's how I rationalize it, right? Are they happy? If they are happy, like in, Melissa, in the Melissa example, I didn't feel like she was unhappy. So like whatever she's doing, it seems to me that she's happy. And in the end, as a friend, that's all that matters. Like if there's like some semblance of like, uh, like I'm, I really don't want to do this. I feel like I kind of have to do this. Then I'll be like, wait, whoa, what's what's going on? Like, what are you doing? But if I don't get a hint of this person is unhappy or I mean, I get everybody isn't happy or like joyous about their job, whatever it is all the time. But if someone is generally like not happy, not feeling good, borderline kind of depressed about their situation and they're my friend, I'm going to pick up on that. And I notice that stuff. And that's when I dive deeper. But if it's just if but if they're happy and and enjoying life and that's all that matters to me. That's how I kind of rationalize not knowing exactly what my friends do. I get that. Like if a friend was unhappy, you would clearly ask them what's up. Hmm what it, what's going on with work that you're unhappy where like, yeah, like that if, kind of thing yeah if, if you and I, we haven't discussed this like if you were if you generally wanted to be in radio and it was just like i don't know like it wasn't in the spots or position that you wanted and you felt mm. like you had to go to boston then i'd be like wait whoa like what's what's going on what's the deal yeah where right you going? like then that that'll be different so maybe I'm not a great friend because, you know, Tony, you're talking, you're talking, you're talking about like if, if Melissa, you felt like was unhappy at her gig and had to leave as a result of that, that you would have 
been more inclined to find out more about what she's going to do next. Like I didn't even think about whether or not she was happy at her current job. <laughs> yeah. That makes you a really bad just friend. Did, like I just felt like, well, you know, if she's in Boston. I don't know if she's, <laughs> I mean, that makes you the worst, <laughs> the absolute worst. Does it? I think like, I, I called like... you and I was like, Hey, yo, I'm moving to Boston. And you're like, no, I knew that. Cool. No, I did not get, say like, cool. I, I feel like I told you you no, can't No, you go. did. I know. I'm I'm messing with you. Because I didn't like, want you oh, to leave the Midwest. Yeah. Yeah. So that but... makes me a good friend. I wanted you to stay. But I also wasn't thinking about whether or not you were happy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's going on with her? Is everything okay? You know what? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I just. <laughs> <laughs> She's fine. This is the same. This is the same conversation as uh, what we were talking about last week. If. If, if yeah. I was stranded, if I was missing, yeah, if I, if I was, if I was Tom Hanks and Castaway, like you would be worried about me. You think that I wouldn't be worried about you. And that's not no. true. I would be. No, I'd you be wouldn't. No, it, yeah, I would. After like 10 days. Well, okay. When do you start to worry? I would be worried day one. If I found out you were stranded on an island. Oh, okay. Well, that's all right. Let's say you didn't know where I was. I oh. just I just hadn't responded. Oh, you hadn't responded. Well, then I'd be calling you, like harassing you. Why haven't you responded to me? Pretty quickly, I would learn something's not right. You might have been murdered. Well, <laughs> Melissa didn't text us in our group text for a while. And I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. So I was sleeping. That, that happened, too. Uh, let me go through this text. I was sleeping. We have some needy like, text message thread this is i think we do it's maybe the we should give you like can we have like 24 hours maybe tony i mean are, am i a bad friend if i don't respond for 24 hours i mean seriously it's <laughs> I left a, a decent amount of time in between our okay like 12 12 hours uh so i'll meet you in the middle so tony and i were texting two days ago about this podcast like going back and forth with a you know couple of ideas and the text messages went on from, let's see, about 10 in the morning until, let's see, we went back and forth until about uh, noon. All right. So about two hours, you and I were going back and forth, Tony. And then at some point, like right, right on the two hour mark, and Melissa hasn't responded to any of these text messages. <laughs> Tony said, Melissa, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> It's only been two hours. And yeah. And then did you die? Those are those are the, like Tony, Tony is so needy. He's so needy. He's the neediest so person. Needy. Oh, my oh my god. god. It was two hours. Like, dude, it was two hours. She was worried. It was in the middle of the work day, Tony. Thank you. My brain just like I don't know. My brain speeds up everything. Your brain is broken. Oh. Is what it's is like, it? I feel like I've lived like an entire lifetime. In that two hours, you're looking like, what's we doing? I mean, you're like, is she okay. You are, you're looking <laughs> ahead. To every, you are looking ahead to everybody's retirement. Oh my god! And I mean, I probably what I responded two hours later. Yeah, you, no, you respond. You responded two hours after the first message. A couple of minutes after Tony asked if you were okay. <laughs> Because at that okay. point, I read the message and I'm like, oh, God, I better respond. Tony, think I'm a bad friend. I mean, the, he is he's just he's so needy is the best word 
to describe fish. He just uh, like he's got to have constant attention all the time, and you have to let him know that you're okay at all times. But but that's what this this text thread is pretty needy, and it's mostly yeah. fish that was doing it. But um, yeah, talking, I mean, wait, talking about being a good friend, my fr- one of my friends is due today for her baby okay. so i texted her this morning at 10 a.m and i said happy due date day and i just realized i got no response back and i was like wow rude i sent you a nice congratulations on your due date day she's busy wait she was giving birth yes <laughs> she literally just texted me a picture of the baby yeah what, what she's busy why would she get no, back to you no no if no if we can select when we are ha- which specific day we want to have a baby. She can shoot off a tech real quick. Oh okay. hey, come I'm, on, Tony! No fish! No no, no no no! Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, Tony. She, no, she didn't pick today. The doctors picked Tony. the day. Are you no, in modern pick. medicine? We can pick the day. You can you can schedule a C-section now, but she didn't do that. <laughs> right, but this is hey, not the. Hey, I'm uh, popping out a kid. I'll get back to you, like. That's all. It's two seconds. I wish she had like FaceTime me mid giving birth to be like, I'm sorry to get back to your text. I'd be like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know what, Fish? If, if I, I get the feeling that if you were being depositioned, you know, like one of us was, and you texted us in the middle of it and we didn't get our <laughs> phone out and, you know, we could be on the freaking stand, you know, testifying in some murder trial and Tony is texting us and he's like, why aren't you yes. responding? Like, Tony, I'm. Yes. I'm busy, Tony. What do you think I'm doing? <laughs> I'm, I'm testifying in somebody's murder trial. Leave me alone. I'll get back to you later. And that's all I would need. I'm like, oh, okay. But you, that's all you need. You're not going to get that. This person is giving birth. Tony uh, wants you to be on your phone <laughs> in the middle of them going, push, put, breathe. They're like, I got to text fish back. <laughs> He's going to be upset. He's going to be worried about me if I don't text him in the middle of my 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 labor. Oh, my God. Amazing. Right? Is that the neediest you've ever heard? I I thought you did a good thing, Melissa, by texting your friend, happy due date. That's a good friend move. Yeah, it is. That's a good friend move. It's a bad friend move for her not. No. Thank you. Appreciate it. He's got a point. Yeah, he's got no, a point. No, no, no. Yeah. We will let this one slide, you guys. She was no, giving does, birth. I'm joking. Tony does not have a point. If, if she, didn't get, back, <laughs> if she didn't get back to you until tomorrow, that would have been fine. Yeah. She oh, didn't have to get back to you today. So no. Tomorrow? She, yeah, she's exhausted right now. Tony, she just gave birth. Look, but, a, a human came out of her. I'm, I'm not going to say anymore. A human literally <laughs> came just, out of I just her. went to the worst possible scenario. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, and I know where you went. I know where you, do you know where Tony went? Melissa, do you want me to tell you where no, his I head think is? It went, I think it went over my head. Okay, well, I'll tell you. T- Tony is thinking, oh, my God, well, she probably died giving birth. Oh, my God. If she didn't get back to you, she must have died giving birth. Okay, like, look at his face right some, now. That's exactly what he was that's thinking. That's exactly what Tony, it is. There has to be Tony, is a that you, for this. Tony, is that what you were thinking? Yes. <laughs> See? <laughs> I told you. Like, he's so worried all the time. His first thought is, oh, my God, if my friend who's giving birth right now doesn't respond in a timely manner, I just have to assume that she's dead. Oh, my gosh. I got to pull up. I have to. There has to be a chondria for this. I'm looking it up. Like a, yeah, like a phobia. Well, it's it's saying, no, it is. It's a fear of thinking people are constantly dead. 
there has to be a phobia for this. There's got to be a name for it. Fear. There's um there's a weird phobia called I don't want to say this wrong. Cotard delusion. Okay. Where you No, this isn't what you have. This is a, con- a condition where you constantly think that you or parts of your body are dying or don't exist. I no. don't think that's you. Here's what Tony has. It's called thanatophobia. And I wonder oh, yeah, and, and and now that I say this and I'm looking at it, thanatophobia, T-H-A-N-A-T-O, phobia. So is that, is that where they got Thanos? You think? Oh. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Thanos is some sort of Greek god that they used. Is it? Does anybody know? I don't know. I'm gonna look anyway. So, um, Lawrence would know. Yeah, he would because he's a comic book nerd. Thanatophobia is the fear uh, when you start to think about your death or the death of a loved one. So Tony has thanatophobia. He's constantly thinking yes. about other people dying. I don't. It's not a fear of death. No, like, but you you fear people are dying or dead if they don't get back to you. Other people, not me. Right. Not okay. Well, it doesn't have I'll to die, be you too. Do you get panic attacks at all? Like when you think that you know somebody hasn't. You think something's wrong with somebody because they hey you haven't heard from them in a while. Do you get any sort of like panic? No, no. It's just I think like, about well, it. they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 that's a bad worse. friend. That's a bad friend. That's, yeah, that's a bad friend. That's worse. You don't get. You're just yeah, like Tony. Eh, okay, that bitch right. didn't text me back. She's dead. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll give you guys a peek in, in what that's goes. Worse. Oh God! Right. All right, Tony, um, all right. Uh, here's the weekly somebody, peek into Tony's head. <laughs> <laughs> I text someone; they don't get back to me. I hope they. I hope nothing bad happened. I hope they didn't die. I hope nothing's wrong, because I was clear in my text that the way I worded it, it means I want like a response. Please. Wait, wait. Um, wait. What are you? <laughs> what are you saying to your friends? <laughs> Who is this? Well, oh, this is how how I. How I think I this work. is a hypothetical situation. Yeah, hy- hypothetical, yeah, um, yeah. And if they don't get back to me, oh man, I hope nothing's wrong. I will get back to them because uh, I'm a great friend. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I seriously hope nothing is wrong. Uh, I guess I'll find out later if something did happen. I, I guess I'll find out if they're dead later. I think yeah. you know what it is. I don't know. I I don't know if you're like you said a moment ago. I don't know if you're necessarily afraid of the death itself or your friend being dead. I think you're, you're more concerned with the unknown. Like you just want to know, like if they're dead, all right, well, they, okay, good. I, I, I know Melissa died. She didn't get back to us. <laughs> she didn't get back to us in two hours. I know she's dead. I know that's why yes. we can move on now. Like yeah, exactly. I didn't respond for two hours and he assumed I was dead. Very reasonable. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> he said or kidnapped. Yeah. Like, oh my god. Exactly it. That's exactly it. I just would like to know. Like, oh, you're busy. All right. I'm good. Talk. Also, Talk. Thanos was not from Thanos is a uh, born on Saturn's moon, Titan. So I guess he's the son of a god. Okay. So um, you're wrong. Uh so Tony also has and it's uh I'm I'm looking at this right now. Tony has all phobia, and it should be taken very seriously. All phobia. Oh, you might is, need therapy. Is is the 
the fear of being taken against your will. So being kidnapped. Tony has all phobia. But that's him A-L-L. being kidnapped, right? Yeah, like me. I'm not concerned with me. <laughs> he responds to his friends. <laughs> like, if I get kidnapped, either they're going to be super annoyed and want to return me, realize I have no value to them. It would take about two hours for your kidnappers to realize they made a mistake. <laughs> yeah, but here's what he they needs. They would drop you back off. Do you know what like, he I needs? Wouldn't, I wouldn't be nervous or anything. I'm like, hey, where are we going? Like, you know, what's the deal? What Tony needs to be worried about in the instance of being kidnapped is not being so annoying that they take him back. No, that that's just kind of ideal, though. Yeah, but they wouldn't. They would just, there'd be too much trouble. They'd just kill him. Yeah. It's, right? That's why I, and I said this the other day, uh, watching baseball, um, it was one of the innings, the, the White Sox committed a bunch of errors and gave up runs. And I said... I tweeted that I think the two worst possible human experiences are a being convicted of murder and you know you didn't do it because you know what happens in prison and b having to throw like a bunch of extra pitches because your defense can't make plays behind you um those have to be the two worst things and and being in prison um that it was a joke it was exaggeration folks I I didn't I didn't really equate the two things. I didn't mean it seriously. It was a joke. Sure. But uh, being in prison, that that is like one of my, it, it might be my single greatest fear. is being really? in, Yeah, being in the wrong place, wrong time, and I'm the only suspect, and everybody thinks I did it, <laughs> and then I go to jail. Like, I'm, I'm actually... It depends. It depends, Ronji. What do you mean? Cool, no, 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 I'm talking like murder... If it's murder, you, you ain't you ain't going to a to a resort. You're going to yeah, but, you're going to a supermax. But, yeah, but they'll be like, oh man, watch out for this this Ronji. No, like, just, no, because everybody else is a murderer. Out of there. If everybody else, if, if it's if it's like a kid or like a grandma, then you should be. Worried. You're in trouble. Then you should be worried. But if it's just like some random, well, that could that could be possible too. Adult person, it could be it could then be. You should be good. Yeah, but I can't chance that. What if it is, like, what What if that is what I'm convicted of? You got to play it up once you get to prison. I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm nervous about that. The worst, the worst is getting convicted of messing with a kid. Well, yeah, of course. When you know you didn't do it, yeah. then going to okay, that, that is that the would worst be bad. case. Yeah, yeah, like that. They don't play with that at all. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. They'll they'll kill you. Yeah. I think equally are probably just as bad. That's how they got the Dahmer, because he was, you know, doing all that to like minors and, and maybe some adults too, right? I think he had some adults, but he was doing that to minors and then he ate them. Yeah, he got to prison and I did, he got killed in prison because you, you you don't have you don't have anybody like the guards hit you. Oh yeah, like you got no protection. The inmates have, like it's like an honor code, like no kids, right? Like it's like a code in there. I, I think so it's a like, that's a legitimate concern, being in prison because of something that you didn't do. So that's the thing that I worry about. That. All right, so uh, let's let's then wrap up the show with with this. Um, this is our first good guy bad guy of the How to Be a Better Friend podcast. If you did commit murder, and your closest friend knows you committed cold blooded murder. 
and that friend turns you in, is he a bad friend or a good friend? Melissa? I mean, I'm picturing like me and Elena getting into some sort of... Okay. So so, so Elena doesn't like somebody at work. Maybe Maybe somebody that she works with is messing around with her man. Okay. And Elena goes to her house. But maybe this girl doesn't even know, you know, that, that Elena's got a boyfriend, whatever. Okay. And, and, and Elena goes to this girl's house and waits for her in the house. And as soon as she comes home, she stabs her in the heart. And, and she comes home and she goes, Melissa, I did, I did a oh, terrible thing. No. Here's, here's what that I was, did. Here's what I did. What I do you say, do? Where's the body? We got to, we got to cover the shit up. <laughs> <laughs> you, Roger, you could make this more realistic. You could. I know. That realistic. was. Oh God. She could have just. What? All right. That right, is realistic. Scenario to make it a little bit murkier, right? So, same scenario. She wants to have a conversation with her. She goes to her house. She's like, "Hey, can we talk about something that's bothering me?" And. Things get a little bit dicey. She's like, hey, I had no idea I was talking to your boyfriend. He's like, yeah, you did, you or whatever. And then to a little bit of, of a kerfuffle, she pushes her. She pushes her. Her head on, like, the end of a counter, instant death. So it's an accident. Now, but is it, though? She did intend to physically put her hands on her. And that's still, you can still go to jail for that. Right, mm-hmm. but it's not a... It may not be a life sentence. It might be manslaughter. It's not. Mur- it's not murder. It isn't prison. murder one. But she's going to prison. Yeah, she's so going to go to prison. What do you do? She she doesn't want to call the police. Well, I don't she think. So I, I get what, what I, I get what you're saying, but okay, Melissa, is that really? Is it much difference? Like if she, if she's going to go to prison for twenty years, or it, it is a little because you could be like. Ooh, like you could be the good friend and say, we need to do the right thing and tell the police. Or you could be the dicey friend, but still a good friend and say, let's bolt and cover the shit up, you know? So you could be a good, like, eh. All right, Fish. I, I don't know, that's tough. Fish, that's what tough. about you? I'm turning them in. You're turning you in your friend. You would turn them in? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Ronji, what would you do? Uh, I think I would absolutely turn somebody in. One of my good friends, if they killed somebody and it wasn't justified, <laughs> I, I would, in fact, I'd actually prefer to see okay, a couple of... if it of wasn't my... justified, I would definitely turn my... Right, so in. it wasn't, that's what we're talking about. Like, like even if, if somebody is cheating on somebody else... I mean, yes, I know, there's no that's justification not, That's not justification. Murder. That's but, different. Uh... See, I would 100% turn a friend of mine in because, in fact, I think there are a couple of my friends that belong in jail as it is. <laughs> So if, you're a bad friend. Why? Because I've made friends with people who should be in prison. <laughs> if one of my friends had the gall enough to actually murder a person, um, I don't want to be friends with them. That's the thing. I don't have a friend that would Great actually point. Ever murder someone. Yeah. That means like, and that I'm, makes us good friends. We don't have anyone in our life that would murder. But you don't someone. know that. Well, I do. Nobody's a murderer until they are. Could Joe murder somebody? No. Ostrowski? Yeah. No. Uh, could Joe murder some? I think about everybody in my life, and I think just about everybody I know is capable of it. Really? 
Hmm. Yeah, because the nicest people in the world, you have to think that underneath all of that, there's a fire burning. <laughs> and maybe they've been nice their whole lives That's and they're just holding they're holding true. in all yeah, they're holding in all that anger and they can't wait to let it out and the wrong wrong fucking person's gonna they say the wrong snap. thing and then that's gonna be it so the nicest guy in the world i, I never would have imagined he would have done that well not until you set him off and then that's the <laughs> end of it i don't think i necessarily agree with that i really Fish? don't Wait, no. tony no. do you think joe could murder somebody i think he can let to see out of everybody who was i most scared of when they got angry was it joe I think it was Joe. Like I've seen really, Joe really angry. I think Joe could kill somebody if he had I got to. Scared a little bit. If he, if he had to kill somebody, I think he'd do it. I don't think he's. A, I don't think he's a murderer per se. No, but no, that's no, just. No. But what? What the sentence is? I don't think he's a murderer yet. This is scaled way, way down. Like <laughs> obviously, I don't think any of my friends would could murder somebody. No. Um, but if I had to pick one. It would be Joe. It would be Joe. I think I, I think I go with Joe. Okay. I'm I'm baffled. By this. Well, I maybe you just saw the wrath, but I I don't know. I, I, I never did. I didn't either. Ranji, who was the scariest person when they were angry at the score? Oh, at the score. That's what Tony's saying. Uh, no, I, was, I was trying to find a person that we all knew. Okay. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think there's anybody at the station that I know that you guys know that I would ever really be afraid of who there isn't I I don't think there is one oh I see what you're saying um I'm going through the lineup right now and the old lineup no there isn't anybody Hmm. not that I can think of there might be people from way before y'all that I think had the the ability to snap but uh no. no like who um, nobody, you know, but I do, but, long, but either way, either way, I would turn them in in a minute if I knew well, they did it. Yes, I would turn. Okay. So final verdict, you turn in your friend who's committed murder. Are you a good friend or a bad friend? Tony, what do you say? I think you're a good friend. Melissa. I guess you're a good person. You know what? <laughs> no, we're talking about friendship, not being a good Man, person. It's different. You know what? What? He's going to say bad friend. See, I view the way I view the law, like, if this was one of my black friends, then I'm like, hmm. Well. Let me sit and think. Kids, I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you might have a different experience. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, if it was like one of you guys, I'm like, yeah, that'd be fine. That'd be <laughs> yeah. And I, I don't blame you because we probably I wouldn't be mad about it. Because if, 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 if we did. if if I killed somebody, I probably deserve it. I just I deserve like Lawrence or Herb. I'll be like, hmm. I guess I could see it. My thinking is that if I've killed somebody, I deserve to go to prison, but I'm not. <laughs> yeah, but hold on, but hold on. I'm are. I'm not going to kill anybody. So if I end up in prison, it's false. I've been falsely accused and convicted. It, come get me the f- out. Okay. Because uh, I'm I don't want to be friends. there. Yes, we will be good friends and okay. come get you. Yeah, no, okay. So real quick, this is the let me let me uh piggyback off that. If you if you know your friend has been wrongfully convicted and you have an opportunity to break them out, would you do it? Yes or no? Yeah. Yes. You have to. Yeah. I think I would. 100%. And that would make would it make you a bad friend if you didn't because you would be 
um, going against the quote unquote law. No. No. Okay. I think that that's the ultimate good friend. So anybody who might be listening to this in law enforcement, um, if any of our friends get busted out of jail, you know where to go. (laughs) You know where to look first. It's us, the ones who admitted to it. Wasn't me. And if Elena ever murders someone, I'm hiding that body with her. (laughs) (laughs) I know you would too. I might help. I don't know. I uh, yeah, you would. You would. You would. Nah, hell it. No, you would. You would. No. Uh, yeah, you would. This is this is similar to like the island thing. Like if Roki, you went to jail and were wrongfully convicted, Ronji would wait a few days. <laughs> and sitting there for a couple days. <laughs> she can learn a lesson or two yeah. in there. <laughs> Maybe she'll learn some humility. I'll get her ass later. Yeah, fine. She's probably over there taking selfies with her chicks in the cell. Oh, she can't wait to get out of prison and post it on the Insta. <laughs> oh, guys, you can't, you got to see my TikToks from this weekend. <laughs> me, it's crazy. Me in in uh, the county holding facility because they think I killed somebody. Oh God! Yeah, that would Boston, be you. Boston prison would be scary. Yeah, you probably actually do belong there, guys. I think this was a uh, a successful first episode. What do you think? We could be better. Okay. Melissa? Tony says we could be better. better. I was pretty awesome. Son of a bitch. This guy is just, he's a lot. Yeah, you're just the best, and there's no one better. I'm sorry we can't live up to your expectations. You said it. I didn't. Tony Gill? (laughs) Bad friend. Uh, Melissa Rakitis. So, Tony for the day, bad friend. Melissa, good friend, I guess. Ish. Good friend-ish. You, always bad friend. Bad friend. I, I didn't even bother to see if you were happy at work. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. You have no idea what I do. Let's do it again next week, huh? Yeah. See you there. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.